And now, an interview with J.C. Hutchins. Welcome to the experience that is Jim Yes That Jim, the blog that is constantly stumbling over itself trying to figure out what it is. I'm just, I'm just uh, glad I know who that Jim actually is now. I'm still figuring it out, really. <laughs> um, so first off, I guess for anyone who might not be fully familiar, tell us a little bit about the whole Seventh Son thing. Sure. I started writing Seventh Son way back in 2002. I began writing a book that I knew was going to be big. You know, I'm highly influenced by Stephen King. I love the guy, and I, mm-hmm. and I love his his work and my favorite novel of his is The Stand. That's not to say that he hasn't written great books ever, you know, since then, but that's kind of one of the, the books that I really love because the stakes are pretty much at their highest in a book like that, and that's what I, I love high stakes fiction. If it, you know, and so um, oh yeah, yeah, and so I'm listening, you know, and so um, I I you know kind of set out to write a story that kind of rivaled his The Stand in length and scope the best I could, you know, and have the whole end of the world kind of thing hanging in the balance with my story as well. And, um, and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I finished writing a 1200 page manuscript in 2004. So it took me two years. Well, actually it was longer than that, but, um, I then spent the next year, 2005, editing it down to 1200 pages and then uh, sending it out to literary agents. Cause this is how the publishing business works. You can't really um, submit your manuscripts to publishers and editors if you are a nobody you need a champion you need a middleman you need an agent oh yeah and so that's what i did and uh, received universal rejections because the publishing industry deservedly so would not make an exception for a nobody author who had written a 1200 page book that couldn't be sold because of its length alone <laughs> so i was uh, kind of uh, heartbroken but during that time i was also listening to podcasting and came across the work of scott sigler who um was is one of the very first podcast novelists and he was releasing his unpublished manuscript online in free audio podcast format serialized week to week and by the end of 2005 I was like well you know if I can't sell this book I might as well share it and that's when I started recording Seventh Son and releasing it on the internet the book is a high tech thriller that takes place in present day and it's about human cloning genetics nature versus nurture the nature of human identity and a villain apparently hell-bent on global chaos and destruction. Excellent. <laughs> if, if I may briefly quote here from the uh, one of the uh, gentlemen on the back from uh, Patrick Lussier, breakneck storytelling at its absolute best, characters dark, duplicitous, and fascinating, stalk through a rich techscape that's so real, so plausible, it compels and haunts. The techscape word really is something that I latched onto in my little hind brain. What did you do uh, as far as sculpting the world? How did you decide you wanted to start to create that techscape as they're calling it. Yeah, well, um, well, first off, I mean, like, that is, like, the coolest quote in the world from Patrick Lussier. One of the, the coolest guys I personally, I mean, and I have the, the good fortune of saying I personally know him and have personally met him. He's uh, um, the director of uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D, White Noise 2, Dracula 2000. I mean, some of my favorite genre pictures he's done and edited the Scream trilogy, OMG! Uh, like, uh-huh. the, the guy's just, the guy's just <laughs> I mean, a, freaking amazing and the nicest man you'd ever meet. Anyway, and he picked up on that you've picked up on that and that's something i certainly wanted to build into the seven sun universe was that i wanted to make the surface of the seven sun universe as absolutely pedestrian and normal and as well rooted in reality as we are rooted in reality but also kind of build just beneath the surface 
a 60, at least 60 year legacy of conspiracy theories and clandestine technologies and government arrangements with other countries and stuff that simply um, is not publicly available and cannot be publicly available because it is protected under a super secret beyond top secret classification called Code Phantom. In the world of Seventh Son, only 10 people on the planet have access to what is called Code Phantom clearance and the kind of super secrets that um, fall under that security clearance. And really what all this was is I wanted to build a plausible history and mythology that could support the core conceit of my novel, which was not only that human cloning exists, but that it has existed for at least 15 years, and that in addition to that, the ability to record human memories, which is to me the key ingredient in a great human cloning story, that that has also existed for 15 years. And how could a government create a program like that? And how could it fund it? And how could that exist without people knowing about it? And who would want that technology? And who yeah. who would be willing to do anything to obtain that technology? All that stuff. And that's kind of like the superstructure or the foundation of this building, yeah. all kind of funneling up to the core premise, which is human cloning isn't near it's already here. <laughs> ah, yes. And uh, we actually heard that uh, quote. We saw that quote in that uh, wonderful promotion that you did where uh, you hacked everybody's blogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah that was great. Um, yes, this very one that uh, people may be staring at at the moment included. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. uh, right, I got to do my slightly ham-fisted Kuroi 2.0 impersonation. Mm-hmm. That's one of the really most innovative things, I think, also about this whole thing is the way that you're promoting it. And uh, that is not just through podcastery, but also through this various blog hacking stuff and the music as well. Yeah. Actually, something that I thought was just a brilliant idea was when you took music written by one of the characters in the book, essentially, you decided to put out songs, uh, actual MP3 files of songs that this guy, John Smith, had written. And uh, I'm just curious, how did you come up with that? It just popped in my head. I like to play what if. It all starts with, wouldn't it be cool if... And that's how all of my fiction starts, and that's how all of my promotion ideas start. And a lot of my promotion is actually a form of storytelling in in its own way. There's usually, obviously, a participatory element, but whenever I can build a mythology into what we're doing as a community to support Seventh Son, I do it. For instance, the Seventh Son Ministry of Propaganda, which is um, basically an online street team. I mean, at the beating heart of it, it's a street team, and there's nothing really unusual about that. That's been going on for years. But what I did was that the Ministry of propaganda is led by a Russian woman named Natasha who is imperious and doesn't ask you for your help. She commands you to help. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and and so, and so, um, you know, that's, and, and, you know, and kind of building a mythology around Natasha, I think helps people playfully buy into this fake history and have more fun with the experience. And that's really what this is all about is that, yes, I would love if you supported seventh son by spreading the word, but if it's a fun experience, experience, then you're a thousand times more likely to do it. Oh, yeah. And I've got to say that uh, I think your stuff has the most awesome extras I've ever seen of uh, any author, pretty much. (laughs) Well, you know, and kind of and kind of getting it back into, you know, the the John Smith songs. One of the things I did was I was just kind of sitting there and poof, wouldn't it be cool if 
John Smith actually recorded and released some of the song titles that he mentions in Seventh Son Descent. And these titles are actually mentioned in the text of the book, which was written years and years ago. Uh, And I thought, well, yeah, that would be cool. What would I need to do to do that? Well, I'd need to find a musician to collaborate with who could um, take my notes about the ideas that I have for these song titles and some mythology and history about John Smith and have him write and perform the songs. And that's exactly Exactly what I did. I reached out to a dear friend, Matthew Wayne Selznick, who is also a podcast novelist, fantastic lyricist and performer, period. I've heard him play acoustic folk live, and it was so freaking cool. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Yeah, it's, and, you know, and that's kind of what I did. And so the whole kind of goal was to, again, create art and create an experience that not only entertains the listener – but also kind of draws them into the Seventh Sun world in an unconventional way, in a way that enhances their pre-existing knowledge of the book, if they've already read the book, or informs them on what to kind of experience as John as a character if they purchase and read the book. And it's also kind of cool because you can actually compare the song list of the EP that we recorded and the names of the songs in the book and be able to say, I have actually listened to that song. And how cool is that? So yeah, I'm Uh Oh, that's yeah, great. I'm releasing those songs on my website in weekly installments. Yeah, and actually, if you don't mind, I'd like to, after this interview, play one of those songs. Oh. I see we're almost out of time here, so I just wanted to go ahead and ask the last question, which I've actually shamelessly stolen from another podcast called The Game's The Thing, because they do awesome work. And that question is, what one fact about you might your fans not know? My favorite piece of apparel that I wear regularly is my robot boxers. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, it's actual uh, boxers with robots on them? Robots. Robots are, awesome. Robot. robots are awesome. And whenever I wear these boxers, I feel twice as awesome as I would on my best day. Well, they are our future masters, so it is good to make sure we pay the proper obeisance to them. That's right. That's right. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always smelling emerging trends, and I figured I'd get on this train pretty quick. Oh, that's great. <laughs> J.C. Hutchins, thank you very much for coming and talking about this. I really appreciate uh, it. Jim, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Don't give me that bit about everything in its season. That's only numbers and blocks on a page Don't try to tell me there's no particular reason I won't go peacefully into the next phase Don't tell me you don't recall the first day of springtime The way we met was such a sweet cliché can't believe you would forget the height of last summer And now we spend each hour of the longest day Don't pretend You didn't plan this from the start By winter's end Passion frozen in your heart I never said Winter fades to gray. 
don't believe that you have found yourself a new prince There's no one anywhere in the world like me Don't tell me how was a surprise, don't try to convince What makes you think I even want to be free? Comes cold from your lips Don't matter to me if the trees have lost all their leaves There ain't no golden bough and I'll remain your king Don't pretend You didn't plan this from the start By winter's end Passion Don't breathe.